A letter from Osama bin Laden is going viral. Plastic-eating bugs could help solve the world's trash problem. And we're starting the show in the Middle East, where Israel shared new evidence from its raid of a Gaza hospital. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Friday, November 17th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one, Israel claims it found evidence of militant activity at a Gaza hospital it raided. Israel said it found what it called an operational tunnel shaft at Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. It shared an image and a video of a newly exposed rough cavity in the ground. The Post was able to verify the shaft's location inside the hospital complex, but it could not verify where the opening led or what its purpose might be. Israel also said that it found the bodies of two hostages near the hospital, but it has yet to show evidence that would corroborate its claims that al-Shifa sits atop an alleged Hamas headquarters. And that was the key reason Israel gave for raiding the hospital on Wednesday. We should note here that it's getting harder and harder to report what's happening in Gaza. Yesterday, telecommunication companies there ran out of fuel and battery backup shut down. That has led to a communications blackout. Gazans are cut off from each other and the outside world, and it's not clear when communications could be restored. Representative George Santos said that he won't run for re-election next year. That's number two. The New York Republican was hit with nearly two dozen federal charges earlier this year. They include fraud, money laundering, and falsifying records. Several of his House colleagues have been calling for his resignation for months. Yesterday, he said he won't seek re-election after House investigators released a report into his misconduct. It laid out evidence that Santos broke ethics guidelines, House rules, and criminal laws. Some of the details are wild. Investigators said Santos used campaign funds for shopping at luxury stores, Botox, and making payments to OnlyFans. And he may not even last until next year's election. He could soon face another effort to oust him from Congress. At number three, the man who attacked Paul Pelosi last year was found guilty of all charges. In October of 2022, 43-year-old carpenter David DePap broke into the San Francisco home of then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. He wanted to take her hostage, but she wasn't home, and he attacked her husband with a hammer. Yesterday, DePap was convicted on federal charges of attempted kidnapping and assaulting Paul Pelosi because of his wife's work in Congress. He had immersed himself in baseless claims about the speaker that was spread online by right-wing extremists. The unanimous verdict came at the end of a four-day trial in a U.S. district court in San Francisco. At number four, a mistrial was declared for an ex-officer in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor. A jury could not reach a verdict yesterday in the case of Brett Hankison, He had been charged with endangering Taylor and her boyfriend and three people, including a child in a neighboring apartment, when he fired 10 shots through a window and door covered with blinds. The mistrial was a major blow for Taylor's family and civil rights leaders who had been pushing for greater accountability in the March 2020 shooting, which helped fuel nationwide protests. The hung jury means that no officer has been convicted on state or federal charges for their actions on the night that Taylor was killed. 
Sean Combs was accused of rape and sex trafficking by R&B singer Cassie. That's number five. Cassie, whose real name is Cassandra Ventura, alleges the abuse began after she joined the hip-hop mogul's Bad Boy record label in 2005. At the time, she was 19 and Combs was 37. Ventura filed a lawsuit yesterday that laid out the allegations, which include physical abuse. Combs, who's also known as Diddy or Puff Daddy, denied the claims and accused Ventura of attempting to blackmail him. Number six, a decades-old letter from Osama bin Laden is going viral. It's called A Letter to America. An English-language version of it was posted on the website of The Guardian back in 2002. The Guardian has now removed it, and it's because this week, a journalist shared a compilation on X, formerly known as Twitter, of TikTok videos of people describing their reactions to the letter and saying it had opened their eyes. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read A Letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think. Because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. In the letter, the late terrorist leader said the 9-11 attacks had been justified by U.S. support of Israel. The journalist compilation of these videos caused bin Laden's manifesto to spread even further. The letter's new life on TikTok reveals the hazards of people getting their news on social media and how media coverage can fan the flames of viral controversy. And at number seven, plastic eating bugs could help solve the world's trash problem. Researchers have identified microorganisms in the bellies of some insects that contain enzymes that can break down plastics. Scientists think that these bugs could help in our recycling efforts. It'll be tricky to pull off. Bugs can be picky about what they eat, and they're not quick workers. Experts say it would take more than a quadrillion mealworms to eat just one day's worth of the world's plastic production. Research is still in the early stages, but it's hoped that these bugs can eventually be put to work and munch their way to a cleaner planet. That's the show for this week. I know that you've been hearing a lot about Washington Post subscriptions from us lately, and it's because ad-free audio is now available for all Washington Post subscribers and Apple Podcasts. But here's another reason to subscribe. It's our biggest sale of the year. Our Black Friday sale is now running through November 29th. You can get a whole year of the Washington Post plus that ad-free audio for just 99 cents every four weeks. Don't miss a chance to subscribe at our lowest price of the year. Just go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe and thanks. The assistant producer of The 7 is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing is by Melissa No and Francis Moody. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and I will meet you back here on Monday.